What up? And welcome back to the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Glenn Enos Jr. As always, with my very special guest, Matt Souza. Souza. And your co host, the new Westport Fantasy Football League Champion. Boy. What's up, fuckers? What's up, Mason? <laughs> Dude, I'm a champ. I can't believe it. This I is I, I legitimately cannot uh I can't even put into words um honestly how how I feel. Um I will try in a little bit, but Glenn also. Don't sell yourself short here, my friend, because while I am a champion, you are also not taking home a trophy, but it's not the championship trophy. It's the toilet bowl that you avoided. So congratulations, Glenn. Toilet free, baby! (laughs) Don't you have a toilet flush sound? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Mason's the champ. I'm toilet free, which means somebody got the toilet, mm. and that somebody is Craig <laughs> Two time, two time, two time toilet bowl champion. So that makes Craig the closest to Mason in toilet bowls. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of needed. Sorry, Craig. You had to be the sacrificial lamb, but now I'm not the only one with multiple toilets. So right. I'm just Second saying. Never multi-time toilet. Just saying. Crazy, crazy. Two, time, crazy, two times crazy. in three years for that kid. Oh my god! I didn't even know that. Something to monitor. Something to monitor. Uh, what a week 17 in the NFL in fantasy football and for the Stellar Seller podcast as a whole. Mason, your journey to becoming league champion after five toilet bowls, after years of I, honestly, in the, in the year, in the like the history of this league, how many times did you make the playoffs before this? Uh, twice. Twice. Last year was one of them, wasn't it? No, last year was when I won the toilet. Oh, yeah, uh, right. I Sorry. made playoffs my first two years in the league. Uh, this is my, I actually am my, I don't know if you guys got your little yearly recap thing, um, but I got one mm. and I was, and it said on there, this is my 10th year. So my 10th anniversary of being in the league. Because technically I started a year before, before, uh, before I joined. Technically, everybody's recap says 10th year because uh, I think mine says 10 years, too. Did you lose yeah, you the, made a new league the old or league? Something. Yeah, because I, I had to make a new league to add multiple people, and then I Oh, uh, okay. I was in high I school. Yeah, there's, two, there's two years that are lost. Right. The lost files. Well, we know. Well, at least this is my 10th year doing fantasy football in general. Uh, but... 
I made the playoffs my first two years. Once was Peyton Manning's uh, mm. season where he literally broke every record. Right. Um, and then the second season was when I picked AB second overall. And he had one of the best wide receiver seasons in the history of fantasy football. Um, and this year, so, yeah. you picked everyone who had the greatest season <laughs> in fantasy football. Everybody. So, with the first yeah. overall pick included. Yeah. Um, and uh, my, his first overall, first of all, can we talk about that for a second? Your first overall pick was Justin Jefferson, right? Yep. So, kind of a non factor towards your season. Because even when he missed time, you still won games. I would say he wasn't a non-factor, though. Like, he definitely helped me in the first. I think he got injured weeks. Week five. Six or week week five. Yeah, I mean, he, he helped. He, he played, he helped got me, hurt, and then he helped me games. win the majority of those games. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I lost to Sousa week one. But then I think I won six or seven straight after that. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Am I am I wrong in saying that if you drafted CMC, you might have went undefeated? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like I, said, I don't know. Somebody, somebody I, needs to do those numbers because I gotta do we, the math. If, if we swapped that out, we might we could have seen eighteen and zero. I don't know. See, I'm a I mean, regardless, I don't care. Or seven. I was ten. And, I was ten and four which was fine. You know what? Like we say every year, you just got to get there and then mm. anything can happen. You know what I mean? Um, I think the thing that I take the most uh, solace in is that like Sousa said, there wasn't a single week where I, you know, when like someone squeaks into the playoffs and they mm. like keep squeaking by and then you have those weeks where you're like, oh, well, if I had gotten by, this guy, I would have won out and been fine. You know what I mean? Like if I could have just gotten over that hump. Um, and that happened in Craig's league, actually. I lost last week and I outscored both Craig and the person who won the championship. So the double worst. L for Craig last week. I outscored them both by 10 points. Um, and I lost because Gabe Davis decided to actually, you know, play football for once. Hmm. But that's last week. And that's another league that, frankly, right now does not matter. I, I just, I can't, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? It's just such a, so crazy. So crazy. It's freaking awesome. Well, yeah, I'm proud of you for, uh, like I said, it's been a long road to get here. But if anybody was deserving of a championship in the season that you had, it was you. And like Susan had said, you know, we message privately uh, is undisputed. Every week that you had in the postseason, oh, yeah. and I know you just said that, like you just shot on everyone. Nobody, nobody, in at any point in the playoffs, out of you know fourteen scores or whatever it was, nobody outscored you ever. Like the three highest scores in all of the playoffs were you: one forty-one, one forty-three, one twenty-eight. The highest score aside from that was one fifteen by Zach in the first round. Does that make you feel better, Pure dick on the table. Do I feel better? Yeah, because like knowing that if you were to move on, you would just get torched by Mason. Well, I don't know because I wouldn't have. I couldn't set my lineup. I didn't have a quarterback after the playoffs, so who knows? I know you would have got <laughs> shot on. Um. Yeah, 
But yeah, I've never seen a dominant playoff run like that. Usually somebody squeaks by here and there or, you know, but uh, yeah, every week your team dropped trial. And that is impressive. No, that, thank you. And look, just to be real for a second, just want to say, obviously, thank you to everyone in the league. I'm not, and this sounded like I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm like trying to be a sarcastic dickhead. But I mean, yeah, like, genuinely, like, I really do appreciate the league a lot and uh, like everyone just being so involved because I feel like, you know, how many, how often do you see a league carry on for 10 years? Um, you know, some some leagues don't even make it to the end of a is of one season before yeah. they blow up. You know what I mean? And we've been doing it for ten years, fourteen guys, and that's I feel like that's that's really cool. You know what I mean? And I I'm appreciative that I won it specifically in this league because this is the league that means the most to me, and it always will mean the most to me. And you know, it's it's just it's a fun way of us to have like our little fantasy community, whether it's like sending stupid memes in the chat about how Sousa can't win the playoffs or me. Yeah, those are fun. (laughs) Or whether it's joking about how many toilets I have or saying that Craig, uh, you know, is, is very fond of his German heritage, you know, any, anything it's, it's all in good fun. And uh, I appreciate it. You know, obviously a little bit more this year because I won, but I am still appreciative nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, win or lose at the end of the season, you know how passionate everybody is about this league, how much we put into it, our time, dedication, and um, how much we care about it. And that's what makes a great fantasy league. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't have that emotion each and every single week, then one, you might not be playing fantasy with the right people, or two, your league's just not as good as ours. But you'll live longer. Yeah. You might live longer. (laughs) But then again, that might be overrated. That's, you know, and I think we all agree, like, obviously the money is great. Like winning the money and coming in first place is great. But also, and I almost hot, just the 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 bragging rights of being like, I'm, I won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just being able to say that. Oh, yeah. The is, money is secondary. It's just, sure. just as good. You know what I mean? But I don't know. That's probably as far as I'll, as I'm not going to gloat that I'm the champion. I was lucky. You should. And I, I mean, you gotta send Snapchats when you get the trophy. No, I mean, I did contemplate sending a video of me grittying yesterday morning down my hallway, saying "Waking up in 2024." <laughs> like, but um, but no Justin Jefferson no didn't do well enough in the in the final game. I felt like it'd be in bad taste, so I just grittied privately by myself. <laughs> so sometimes you gotta <laughs> crazy um, year, Mason. I avoided the toilet bowl. Yes, you did in a close game that like yeah, you're so the projections out, were always within you know five <laughs> points the whole day. <laughs> when I tell you my range of emotions throughout that day, and now dead ass like if you're in the fancy group chat, you know what I'm talking about. When I signed off and I congratulated Craig on beating me, I that was a hundred and ten percent sincere. Like I thought it was completely over. I said, I'm not even going to bother doing this. I'm going to enjoy Terramana tequila and uh, enjoy my new year. I'm not I'm not dealing with fantasy right now. If I'm going to get the toilet, I'm going to do it in a drunken state, and I'm just going to ride it out. What happens, happens. Um, 
But just the course of the day, like starting out, and my first touchdown was Jawan Johnson. I was like, let's fucking go, dude. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, when, when that moment happened, I said, oh, I'm winning. And I thought I was going to shit on Craig. I thought, like, all my guys were just going to go off. And then uh, they didn't. And <laughs> no, then really I'm, didn't. I'm, watching, I'm watching the score. I'm like, okay, I got a good lead. And I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, if I can be up by this amount of points before these guys play, I like my chances or this and that. And then I get a notification, Scott Hanson on red zone. Uh, this just happened live in the Giants-Rams game. And I'm looking. Giants have the ball. And I see Tyrod Taylor drop back. And he hits a wide open Darius Slayton for a 75-yard touchdown. And it felt like someone took, you know those um, you know those pocket <laughs> knives with the corkscrews on them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so felt like, yeah, like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, it some, felt like someone took the corkscrew part of it and just went right into my abdomen and twisted it. And that was Darius Slayton. And I said, I, I, I literally, I felt sick to my stomach. Like I was going to throw up watching that happen. I said, this motherfucker Darius Slayton is really going to send me to the toilet. Just like Kenyon Drake got me second place. Darius Slayton's going to be that guy. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. And then... um yeah, it just kept going back and forth. It got to the point where the 4 o'clock games happened. I'm like, okay, now I got my guys. I got Jamar Chase. I got Rasheed Rice, who's emerging. And all I got to do is outlast Austin Eckler. And in the back of my mind, if there's one thing Austin Eckler is, it's D-E-W, do. <laughs> and I said, I swear to God, if this is the game Eckler drops, especially because I have Eckler in another league, which I'm in the third place game in, which I could have been in the first place game if Eckler did a goddamn thing last week. We're not going to talk about that. If he did that, it would have been a double whammy. And Eckler proceeded to just take a seat. Not the worst game of his season. His time might be done, and that's a discussion maybe for a later episode. But um, Jamar Chase didn't do much, though. And then Rasheed Rice, late in the game, Catches a 60-yard pass down the side, and I saw it happen from the moment the ball was snapped. I said, oh, he's got him. And then Rice catches it, and I'm like, yeah. Also, I, I yelled. My grandpa was like, dude, Christ, what's going on? I said, Rasheed, I said, Rasheed Rice, Rasheed Rice. And then I'm watching Rice, and he could not unhook the trailer, and he didn't score. And I was like, no. I said, that's going to be the difference. That's six points. Um, and I ended up winning by, I think, eight because uh, Jordan Addison yep. – didn't do much, but the Kraft kid had a better game than I thought he would at tight end on Sunday night. Yeah, dude, he caught like he. I'm sure you were watching the game. He caught. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I was enjoying dude, tequila. He caught like a 45 yard pass on the first drive, and I was like, I, I knew that Craig had started him, and I was like, Is Glenn really about to get dogged out by fucking Tucker Kraft right now? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was. I was. I was drinking, and we were playing Yahtzee. And I'm looking, there's a, my grandparents have a cuckoo clock on the wall. And I'm looking up at the clock. And I said, okay, it's 8.30. And like every 15 minutes, I'm like, all right, we're probably midway through the first quarter. I'm going to check to see how we're going. And then it kept going. Like every like 15-minute intervals, I was checking the phone. I'm like, all right, it's halftime. I said, let's get this game going. I said, holy shit, the, uh, the Packers are shitting on them. Run that clock out. Run it out. And there was a moment where I tuned in, and then I was like, okay, if Jordan Addison has a chance to get the ball back, he could get garbage time points. Me only being down by eight, that's a 20-yard touchdown catch. That could happen. 
So I'm like, all right, Packers had, I think it was, I don't know if it was third and like two on the last drive of the game. And they did like a bomb, like 35 yard pass to get the first down. Yeah. And then the game, and I said, thank you. Oh my goodness. I said, this game's over. Take that knee. Oh man. It, like, it just felt like the weight of the world off my shoulders and I can't even describe it and I've played in championship games and winning the championship is 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 an unbelievable feeling but avoiding that toilet bowl was the biggest exhale I have ever had in my life (laughs) I oh my god I can't I couldn't describe it sick to my stomach all day until 11 30 at night yeah man now I'm ready to draft <laughs> next too, year, yeah. I'm ready to get going. Start this bitch over again. Let's run it back, dude. I'm looking at your matchup, and so many people shit the bed. Yeah, Gibbs had his worst game of the year. Yep, I felt that in another league. Calvin Ridley, Chase, and then on his side, yeah, Alave got four, Eckler got three. You know, Addison four, Eagles D against Arizona, they lost. Oh, we got three points, and then. Purdy, I think Purdy's first touchdown, which kind of came late, went to Ayuk. <laughs> I was we like, can, oh shit, Craig. We can talk about 20. we can we can talk about the Eagles and Cardinals, man. Because let me tell you, if there was one fucking game that I was nervous about going into last weekend against Brendan, right? Because I look, looking at Brendan's team, the week starts. Ramondre Stevenson is in. Portland Sutton's in. By Tuesday, Ramondre Stevenson's on IR. So I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. So he's at least got to start either like double tight end or, you know, fucking uh, Khalil Herbert, who had a matchup where he actually ended up doing pretty well. But like on paper, the Falcons hadn't allowed a a running back to score a rushing touchdown all season. Right. So I was feeling pretty good. I'm like, okay, not bad there. And then Quinton Johnson ended up having to go in because Cortland Sutton uh, was ruled out with a concussion on Thursday. So. I was like, okay, I like I like my chances, right? But Tyreek Hill had a bad game the week before, and DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurts, like DeAndre Swift on every fantasy website was like, start of the week, start this guy. He's going to drop mm. trow on the fucking Cardinals, right? So I was shitting bricks. Every time they cut to that game, I was like, I was like, this is it. This is the 70-yard run that he's about to break. Uh... And it just never happened. The Cardinals had the ball for the whole second quarter. They kept cutting back. It was like the Cardinals were on like a 17-play drive. It was crazy. Every every time they showed the Eagles-Cardinals game, the Cardinals had the ball in the red zone. And I was like, damn. And now, (laughs) like I said, I'm liking it because Craig has Eagles D. Let's not forget. Eagles D also had a 98-yard pick six. And I was like, dude. Oh, right, after, me. right after Juwan Johnson scored that touchdown. I was yes. like, wow. And then yes. and then that happened. I was like, who is the Eagles defense? I scroll. That's, I was like, that's what I knew was gonna be a battle when the Eagles D got. I was like, <laughs> fuck, dude. And but but they could like at that point, they were at like, I don't know, 18 points or 16 points. And then Cardinals just kept marching down. Kyler Murray converting on third downs, James Conner running like six yards a pop, and I'm like, damn. And not only for fantasy, like against the Eagles D, I'm starting to think about the Cowboys. If the Eagles lose that game, which they did, the Cowboys now control their own destiny. And if they win, 
They win the NFC East and they get the two seed next week against um, the Commanders, which is crazy. Because if you ask me uh, two weeks ago after losing to Buffalo, Miami, I thought they were just solidified into the wild card. But the Eagles have absolutely shit their pants, and piss has run down their leg. It's unreal. Absolutely yeah, unreal. I kind of can't believe that that happened. To be honest, um, it. I think the biggest shock to me is like not so much their offense. They have a new OC. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it's Steichen, right? Steichen left, and now he's coaching somewhere else. Shane Steichen. I think so. Um, so he's gone. They have a new OC. So I'm not surprised they've struggled a little bit on offense. And obviously, like they were gonna have to come regress a little bit with how prolific their offense was last season. But their defense has been god awful. Like they have so much money invested in their D line and they can't stop a nosebleed. It's no. crazy. No, they have been they have been bad. And um, like I said, it's no. interesting. What, what like, were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say, now, like, people, like, A.J. Brown won't talk to the media. People are saying that, like, Nick Sirianni's lost the locker room somehow. And it's like, how, dude? Like, you guys were, like, 7-0. Just went to the, like, just went to the Super Bowl the last year. Started out 7-0, and and now. Like, I, the wheels have completely fallen off. And it's it's mm-hmm. really strange. Like, I feel like a lot of people are saying Nick Sirianni's on the hot seat, even though, like, I don't even, I don't even know what happened. Like it, it, it's, Philly, it's, it's cataclysmic. Like what happened to them? It's crazy. And is it, and is it out of, like, is it out of the realm of possibility where say, if the Cowboys do get the two seed and the Eagles are the five seed, they have to travel to Tampa Bay. And is it out of the possibility of the way the Eagles are playing that they lose to Tampa Bay in Tampa? I don't think so. Anything's possible. Balling right now. Well, they were getting shut out to the Saints for like four and a half qu- or three and a half quarters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, divisional games are weird, though. It's true. I don't know. Crazy. Uh, what's even crazier is how the Bills have a chance to be the two seed <laughs> in the AFC and also yep. a chance to not be in the playoffs. That's got to be the wildest out- range of outcomes. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm excited for that Sunday night game next week. I want the Bills to win so bad. That's a good slate. I do too. Um, also, the Dolphins are fucking falling apart too. They lost uh, Tyreek Hill was was like injured and in and out of the game against the Ravens. Um, Bradley Chubb tore his ACL, who's like one of their best one of their best defenders. Um, oh, and and Jalen Waddle has a high ankle sprain now. So like they're uh, oh, and Raheem Mostert didn't play last week. They're banged up, like, at the worst possible time. So I wouldn't be surprised if – and Josh Allen usually does pretty good against the Dolphins. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo goes in there and absolutely runs them out of their own building. Yeah, that's true. Um, Susie, you got anything to add for fantasy purposes? Um, Yeah, so – I was in a league, a different league, a dynasty league, in a championship, and mm. I lost. I lost by ten points, and um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of disappointing um, performances that I could point to, like Gibbs. We already talked about him. Worst game of the season. Devonta Smith, Mason. You know, he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He also I, got injured. He did. Yeah. 
on a on a wide receiver screenplay blocking. Yeah, blocking. He got got rolled up on. You know who else got injured during the game? T. Higgins. I had him, and um, but I had some good plays. I had Buffalo's defense against the Pats. Somehow they scored twenty one points, but um, they still finished with a really good blocking turnover. I started Slayton as well. He was my Cortland Sutton backup, so that was huge. Of course you did. I needed some upside, and it actually hit. That actually um, pisses me off more. Mixon did pretty good, but there was um the one the one thing that's pissed me off the most is Cole Komet. So he was he's actually been pretty good, especially in this league where he's was full point PPR. He's been over double digits those last four games. Um, and last week he had like a hundred yards um, when they played Arizona. So he's been pretty solid and he was hurt all week, not practicing quad or something. He was a game time decision. So I'm like, all right, Cole Kmet's game time decision. I need to have a backup plan. I go to the waivers. I pick up Jawan Johnson. Mm. If Cole Kmet doesn't play, it's Jawan Johnson time. And I was waiting 90 minutes before the game. Cole Kmet is suiting up. So I play him. And he gets zero. He played, I, I think the, yeah, it says he he was not targeted. He played 13 snaps and he was blocking. That's my tight end. Let me stop you for a second. Yep. We're going to do things a lot of order here. Fuck of the week is brought to you by <laughs> PB&J Lube. If you're going to get fucked, you might as well use Lube. Oh, yeah. Lube was not used, and I was fucked. <laughs> like I said, Cole Komet, I got duped, got zero. And the worst part of it is, was my backup plan. Had he just said, I can't play coach, please sit me, I would have won the championship. But no, they got to suit him up. They got to have decoys. They got to have him out there blocking. Because Jawan Johnson in this league got 23. Mm. I lost by 10. So mm. that would have been really nice. Uh, so that that hurt the most. And the worst part is Cole Komet was I acquired him from my opponent, Patello. Big he brain traded, moves. He traded me. Um, he was like, he was part of a trade. I got Cam Akers and Cole Komet from him. Yikes. And uh, Cam Akers <laughs> sucked, but Cole Komet was actually the silver lining of that trade. And sure enough, he Until had he wasn't. In, but Patello paid him off. It was all part of his plan. And uh, he's a pretty good me. move. Congratulations to Patella, by the way, for uh, back to back championships to start that dynasty league in his own and, uh, league. That's that's kind of disgusting, actually. Kind of need to, we kind of need an investigation, actually. Yeah, I think we do too. He's definitely got some dirt on guys in some of these trades that he makes. Um, all right, fuck of the week was brought to you by PBJ Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use Lube. So that was the bad. That was the bad, Sousa. But, but. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. There's got to be some good. And the good comes with the stellar stars of the week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job your man or woman. Start it. Start it. Start it. Who wants to start it? Um, Go ahead, Mason. I mean, you guys know who I'm going to pick, right? Yeah. We should I all gotta pick do guys it. on your team <laughs> just to commemorate it. Um, I gotta go. I gotta pick. I gotta pick Kyron Williams. He's my stellar star of the week. Um, he finished with. First of all, he has missed four games. <laughs> just gonna say that. 
He's missed four games, and he's a top five running back. That's fucking crazy. He missed four games, and two of the games at the beginning of the season, he got 7.5 and 6.7. And he has 1,100 yards and 15 touchdowns. That's wild. Actually, 1,300 total and 15 touchdowns. So, Jesus. But as far as this week goes, he had 20 rushes for 87 yards, three total touchdowns. Oh, my God. On the ground. And then he had two receptions for 14 yards. I didn't know he scored three times. 29.1 fantasy points. That's crazy. Is indeed. You want to know what's crazier? On my little recap that ESPN gave me, I got him in the 12th round. Yeah, he's winning an award this year. Um, Seal of the draft, um, maybe. Well, you got to also talk about the risk he took in the 14th round. That's right. It was a later Shut pick. The fuck. Number, number, number one. Shut the fuck up. Hey, wait, um, actually, wait, real quick. <laughs> Since the season is over and I ended up winning, now I can finally talk about this. I have I have had this in my <laughs> mind all season. I took Dallas Goddard by complete and utter accident when I took him because I completely forgot that I had Devonta Smith. And I said, oh, fuck yeah, Dallas Goddard, baby. And then I went, wait a minute. They're both going to have to catch the ball from Jalen Hurts. What the fuck am I doing? So that idiocy is really why I took Sam Laporta. Not so, that it can't be done, but I, mean, I know what it, you mean. Yeah, but still. So uh, it's because of that that you ended up getting Laporta, though? Uh, yes, technically. My own Damn. my own idiocy. Maybe I was like, well, now I got to reach for Laporta, so I have a safety net. So the real risk was actually drafting Goddard. Uh. Yeah, kind and of. And you said, I'm not taking that risk. I'm drafting Laporta. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's yeah, nuts. Kyron and Laporta, insane draft value. And then obviously the pickup of the year, Puka. 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 Um, crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. My stellar star is none other than the franchise leading receiver. For a single season, C.D. Lamb. If I find Suze's team, I'm going to see C.D. Lamb. Yes, and C.D. Lamb, this past Saturday night, had 13 receptions, breaking the reception record for the Cowboys franchise in a single season. Had 227 yards, breaking the receiving record for the Cowboys in a single season. And a touchdown, totaling at 33.7 half-point PPR fantasy points. C.D. Lamb, man, he has been great all season, currently ranked as the number one wide receiver in fantasy football, Sousa. I give all the credit in the world to you because before draft day, you had told me you wanted C.D. Lamb. And I said, huh. I had C.D. Lamb last year. He was good. He's in the wide receiver one, but he wasn't the wide receiver one. This year, he is the wide receiver one and stands alone atop the mountain. Yeah, thanks to Tyreek Hill's last couple of weeks, he, he took the mantle. Yeah, Crazy shit. Crazy. He has uh, 100 so rushing he, yards, too. Is he MVP? MVP? 
I, I just, you know, all these wide receivers were listing skill positions. I want to know if C.D. Lamb falls in that category. Um, well, wait, I don't wait, know. Wait, 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 maybe we should finish Stella Stars of the Week, then we can talk about okay. the MVP. Yeah. That, we all know that that's going to devolve into us just yelling yeah. at each other. <laughs> yes, it is. So. <laughs> Susan, let's um, let's go with who, the guy who probably will win MVP, Lamar Jackson, who mm. faced the Miami Dolphins, which was after playing the 49ers, this was also another uh, test for the Ravens, you know, playing these high-octane playoff teams, playoff-bound teams, how are you going to do against them? Well, he destroyed them. Well, he had a great game, at least. Uh, no, they destroyed him. What was the score? It was like fifty something, right? Yeah, it was. It was. The last I saw it was like thirty-three to thirteen. I had no idea they scored over fifty until yeah. uh, someone told me. But yeah, Lamar Jackson on only eighteen completions. He he threw for three hundred twenty-one yards and five touchdowns. He also ran six times for thirty-five yards giving him 36.34 fantasy points, his best game this year, and um, just a great performance. Some deep throws, five fucking touchdowns. Stellar star. Best, uh, awesome. highest points on the week. Lamar Jackson. That was Stellar Stars of the Week, brought to you by Red Rumble Viber to finish the job your man or woman started. Keeping on the topic of Lamar Jackson, now... Now, after the week performance that he had against, uh, after this past week's performance, I should say, that he had against Miami, the number two seed in the AFC, is he the MVP? I mean, probably. My only other case, maybe McCaffrey too. My case for Tyreek Hill is, is falling apart because if you're not playing, you're off the radar and why would you get MVP if you can't, you know, if you don't finish the season and help your team out to the end. So that kind of sucks. Uh, there is McCaffrey, but Lamar Jackson with being a quarterback and playing the way he has against two top tier teams last two weeks. It's hard to not say him, especially the, you know, the recency bias everyone's going to have too. I mean, I mean, Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I'm personally fine with it being Lamar. I feel like he's at least earned it more than I know. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, Purdy has the numbers, and I understand that. But Purdy is throwing to the best wide receiving core in the league. We have And positions players in the league, point blank, period. We've established that. Lamar is throwing to Zay Flowers and a bunch of nobodies basically uh and i know that like their offense is still good you know what i mean so like i don't know he's like he threw for five touchdowns this past week obviously he has the capability to put the team on his back and i think he's the center of that offense like i think the offense still technically runs through lamar if that makes sense yeah uh... I'd still prefer it to be McCaffrey, though, personally. That's just me. What are his no. stats looking like now? It's uh, just, they might have they took a hit after last week. It's just he had a I think you credit the Ravens' success 
honestly, to their defense and what they've been able to do. I feel like the defense has been able to allow Lamar Jackson to play at such a high level and where he's most comfortable. Like I feel like the Ravens have never been down this year to where Lamar Jackson has had to go out and win him a game with his arm or with his legs, like trailing from behind. Now, the Ravens are exactly what the Dolphins aren't, and that's a team that can beat great teams. As a matter of fact, the Ravens, I think I saw a stat. They have, I think, five 14-plus point victories this season over teams over 500. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I saw that too. Yeah, that's nuts. So the Ravens are legit. They've proven it week in, week out. Lamar having statistically a great game last week, does it tip the tides? Because last week on this podcast, we were saying Lamar hasn't done enough to warrant him being the MVP of the league. I don't like, I don't think I still personally, like I said, I'm still personally team McCaffrey or, or even honestly, Josh Allen. Uh, but I don't think that he's going to get consideration. Lamar Jackson's on the most successful team. That has... if, Josh, if Josh Allen goes out Sunday night and balls against Miami and the Bills get the two seed, why can't Josh Allen win MVP? Same thing with the Cowboys and Dak and the, and the Cowboys get the two seed. I mean, yeah, I, I, you're not wrong. I just think I just think based on like what I've seen like online and like discourse around the league, I think Lamar is going to be the one who ends up winning it just because he's when the lights have shined the brightest, he has stepped up to the plate and he's performed this year time after time after time. Josh Allen's had a few games where he's stunk. Dak has had a few games where he's stunk. Purdy's had a few games where he's stunk. Lamar has been good basically all year. He got off to kind of a slow start, but he wasn't really bad. You know what I mean? Whereas like Dak, Allen, and and um why can't Birdie. I think of his name? Purdy, thank you. Have all had absolute clunker games. Uh and I think some of them have been on national television as well, so a much wider audience has seen those. Whereas the only time Lamar's been on national TV, he's fucking balled out. So I I, I think he's probably going to win it. Yeah, I don't know. I just think uh, you talk about Purdy, Dak, and Allen. I think they've had more MVP moments this year than Lamar has. I think there has been times where – you looked at them play football and you said, that's why he's the most valuable player in the league. You could argue it was Purdy when they faced Dallas and blew them out on Sunday night. You could argue um, Dak against the Seahawks and against the Eagles at home. You could argue Josh Allen during this win streak and getting the Bills out of a hole early in the season to where they are now. And I feel like whereas Lamar has been more constant, but the thing that everybody notices on the Ravens, I feel like hasn't necessarily been Lamar Jackson. It's just been their defense and how great it's been. I think Shutting their team is yeah. a team as their, a their team. Their team as a whole, but it's like 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 Lamar's stats. If Lamar is scoring all the touchdowns that Gus Edwards and, and Justice Hill are running in, you know, in garbage time. He would have the stats and the successes of the team to put it up there, but he hasn't had that until this past week against the Dolphins. This past week just brought him up to the number three quarterback in fantasy, which is, really, you know, great as far as fantasy purposes stand. But 
I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. Vegas says Lamar Jackson. We'll say Lamar Jackson. These Week 8 teams aren't really going to affect – Week 18 games aren't really going to affect anything unless, like I said, somebody like Dak or Josh Allen balls out and solidifies themselves a two-seed. Um, but I, I think know. it's gonna have it's gonna have to be Allen down. Allen's gonna have to be huge in in the game against the Dolphins. I feel, yeah. Uh, especially, I think what Allen has done is equally just as impressive um, because he's really he's really like he still throws interceptions and shit, obviously, but he's really limited them compared to earlier in the season. Been a lot more conservative uh, or a lot more careful. I should say not conservative because he still whips the fucking ball. But I think it's crazy that he's been able to do this with. Stefan Diggs having like one of his worst seasons statistically in like I don't know past five like years since he got to Buffalo really yeah. you know what I mean so I think it's kind of amazing and we, and we that talked about the, to do that and we talked about the percentages that um the Bills touchdowns like resonate with Josh Allen and how he accounts for most of them I mean side test too like you know when you watch the Bills they go as Josh Allen goes. If he plays like shit, Bills aren't going to win. If he plays well, they're going to win. And yeah, um, exactly. What else they going to say? Oh, in regards to your matchup, you and Brendan, I feel like Josh Allen did his best Jalen Hurts impression this past week with two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, so that um, was that was kind of yeah. something something interesting to see, because you think you know Hertz being the guy leading the league and rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks, and Josh Allen just says, "Hold my beer, it's the championship, and we're bringing home Mason a title." Yeah, this is actually the first week in a while since well, the first week in since week fourteen. But I mean, Jalen Hurts had a rushing touchdown almost every single week this year, and this, he didn't have a rushing touchdown. He had three passing this past week. Honestly. So was Julio Josh Jones. Allen. Josh Allen had has only had four weeks without a rushing touchdown. He has 15 rushing touchdowns. Don't no talk about that. I honestly had him on my team and I didn't even realize it that he had that many. It's 4,400 total yards, 42 total touchdowns. It's pretty good. It's very yeah. good. QB one again. It's like the fourth year straight. Well, not last year. It's because he Mahomes. Because fucking Jamar Hamlin died. Well, I'll tell you, he's alive now. Mahomes has an asterisk number one last year. Yeah, what's Mahomes this year? Can't be good. Probably like nine. Like put up another stinker. Seven, seven, six or seven. Are the Chiefs seven? Yeah. No, I just trying to tell you that when you said the problem with the Chiefs is that they've had. They've had terrible offensive line play. They have no wide receivers. Travis Kelsey is not the same person. The run game is not great. It's like... But why do I feel like they're still going to the Super Bowl? I don't think the they The Kool-Aid, are, I guess. Personally. No way. I, I, I think I think their defense is good enough. They haven't that they can that they can win the those games. All of them. You know what I mean? They just did it last week against the Bengals. Yeah, but they also the got Bengals, Josh, destroyed uh, by the Raiders. Great. Yeah, so playoff by the team and Browning's been doing great. The Raiders, uh, great. The Raiders, the Raiders stink. They do, they do stink. But the deep, they didn't lose that game because of their defense. They lost the game because they had two offensive 
turnovers that led to touchdowns. Literally a fumble six and a pick six. He's still happened, you know. Right, That's but I'm saying the defense, the, the defense only let up like I think three or three or six points on field goals. Yeah, that's fine. Well, yeah, but didn't, like uh, if... they lost like thirty to like whatever, and uh, Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass in, yeah. the, in the, the last second, third, or fourth quarter. That's what I'm saying. So, but if the, the offense too... doesn't fix to get fixed, then right, yeah, I mean, they're they're offense, the same but, like shit. But when you have the quarterback of Patrick Mahomes, there's always a possibility to win the game. Yeah, but Regardless you can't throw bad... and catch the ball, Glenn. That's I, under- the I understand that, but but. When you look like last year, the question was, can they win without Tyreek Hill? And they did. And in the Super Bowl, they put up 38 points. And now you look at this offense, and I don't know what's changed. I, I really don't. It, it could be Eric the enemy. It, but they dropped so many passes. Literally, MVS runs cardio. And and it is it is becoming laughable now where Jim Nance is saying, on a deep pass to MVS, he's like, can he get it? And then Tony Romo's like, yeah, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> I don't know. And then, and then like, like, they're making it like a joke because of how laughable this year has been for the Chiefs wide receivers. But when push comes to shove, the Chiefs have playoff experience, playoff experience that these other teams don't have. And that matters. That's an intangible in the, in the postseason, especially if teams have to go into Arrowhead. I mean, the Ravens are by far the best team in the AFC, and they've proved that, even though a lot of people don't believe them. And if they get punched in the mouth in the playoffs, how are they going to retaliate? That is yet to see. That that's We're also saying that in 2019, where they looked like world beaters too, and then the Titans came in there, and Derrick Henry smacked them in the mouth, and they lost in the first round. I think this is a different Ravens team, though. That was also way earlier in Lamar Jackson's career. That was the year he won MVP. I know. But I think that was different. Um, I don't think their defense was as good as it is now. I think their defense is very, very good. And I think Lamar is an older player. He's more seasoned. Um, you know, I think in relation to the Chiefs, I just think it's it's solely a talent issue on their offense. Um, because Kelsey's not the same guy anymore. That's clear. You know, obviously he was he was banged up coming into the season, if I remember correctly, and he hasn't been the same guy all year. Um, yeah, it's comfortable. And and, it, and, it's been, life. and it's also the offensive line hasn't been playing well either. But no, they've been awful. But I'm saying compared from this year to last year, as far as skill positions go, what's changed? Kelsey, but maybe it's Kelsey. Kelsey's but is it because role. of Kelsey or because of Mahomes and the inability to sustain drives from other people? Um, I don't. My thing is, I see what you're saying, Glenn, but I don't think anything's going to change on the offense. It's been this long, and we haven't seen a glimmer of hope. I don't think they're going to have any fare any better against a Ravens defense, against a 49ers defense. They couldn't even put up 10 points against the Broncos in two. Actually, I'm sorry, in the last time they played them, not, not both of them. Um, they Again, the Raiders, they struggle against. It's just like It's just not happening. The Bills, they put up 17. Packers, they put up 19 and lost. Like They're just not putting up 20 points a whole lot of time. I understand, but like, and like then I said, you start to face these crazy defenses that they haven't played yet. It's like, eesh. is so that right, is that really what's going to happen? Probably not. As it as it stands now, I think they're the three seed because the four seed will go to Jacksonville. Probably they'll be the NFC South winners. 
right now win. the if they win. Well, they won this past week, and then oh yeah, well the Colts. I guess continue. I heard there's a there's a possibility that the if Colts the Jags the and another team both lose, their fates will come down to like a, the Raiders game or something. The for for who's going to go in, and the Colts Raiders. and and Texans I think are fighting for the division, right? No, the Jags are in first place of the division right now because the Colts and te- the Colts are technically the seventh seed. The Texans are in the hunt. Oh, it's it's, the, it's whoever's whoever wins is in. That's what that game is, because it's an important game. It's for because Colton, Colton Texans. Yeah, that's what I heard. Whoever wins yeah. is in on that game, and that and that makes sense. But because the Bengals are officially eliminated, I think. I believe so. Did the Steelers beat the Seahawks? Yes. So they're still in it, right? Yep, they are still in it. Who's uh Who's the other wild card team that I'm forgetting? Texans. It's the Colts. No, it's the Colts, the Bills, and there's one more wild card team. Oh, the Browns. The Browns. And they've clinched already. Wait. This is unrelated. Speaking of teams that clinched a playoff spot, I think uh, we owe Souza an apology for uh, shitting on his take at the beginning of the season about the Rams. Oh, the Rams clinched? No, we don't. Yeah. No, we don't because they're in they... the playoffs. Nice. I don't know. Man, that. They're good. They're a good team. Right, but Susan said someone who owned the whole Ravens uh, Rams offense. I'm not giving Susan credit. He said they were going to win the NFC West. Yeah, and then they were going to the Super Bowl. I don't see why they can't win the NFC West. To be honest, or uh, not the NFC West. uh, Sorry, the NFC. Let me look up the Rams here. Did you watch that Giants game? Yeah, I also watched them give the Ravens a game in the rain two weeks prior. And they're the only uh, team that has given the Ravens a game. What did what did Mason say earlier in this months. podcast? What all you gotta do is make it. Exactly. And then anything can happen unless you're me, and then you're guaranteed to lose. I don't know. I just I, they can at least win a game. And do you think they the can, do you card. think they can beat the Lions in Detroit? Yes, I believe I think they can the beat Rams the Lions. Are, are you kidding that, me? Of course, they can beat anybody. Like are they you, have the, that chance. Yes, the Lions' defense hasn't been great all season. Matt Stafford revenge game. No Lions yes. revenge game against Matt Stafford. <laughs> That's not how it works. Oh, no. the Rams t- can can beat anybody. They can also lose to anybody. It's weird. Yeah, they they don't impress me. I'm sorry, they don't. I will root. For Pukunuku and Kyra Williams. And I understand Stafford. that. I understand, yeah, fantasy bias. I have when to. push comes to shove, I, I, I can't see Detroit's first home playoff game in how many years. That what do you mean? I could totally get, see that. That would be yeah, oh, so yeah. Detroit. It would just get screwed over. Are you kidding me? Like no, they did against I, the Cowboys. I oh. think, uh, well, oh. it's, it's not our fault that. First of all, one, it's not our fault that 68 didn't report. Two, it's not our fault that Dan Campbell had three chances to just kick the extra point. And he said, ah, fuck it. We're going to go for it three separate times. So, I mean, Lions really had nothing to lose. They're either going to drop, jump to the two seed or they're going to remain at the three seed. I understand going for it, but. They, hey. they did it. And, and, then- and pause and pause. Uh, even if the Lions do convert, you act like 
we don't have Dak Prescott and Brandon Aubrey, who's got limitless range, to come down and kick a field goal in 23 seconds. So I don't want to hear nothing. Uh, what do you mean? There's a lot of argument that the guy did report and the ref acknowledged it. You're saying you don't believe that? No, 70 reported, not 68, the guy who caught the touchdown. No, the guy 68 did report. The referee thought that 70 reported. Well, he got it mixed bullshit. up. I heard he's been who's, demoted. Or whose fault's that? The refs. <laughs> yes. The 68 should have made it. Six, so when they announce it, when they report who's eligible, like they have to say it over the PA system. And if I'm 68 and I don't hear my number saying uh, 68 is reported as an eligible receiver, then I'm going, oh, hey, man, ref. Bro, come on. You I cannot am. let the refs off the hook in this, I'm dude. Gonna. I'm going to. It's the player's oh. job to, to keep the my refs ref. in check. Come on. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Got to hold his hand and say, listen, sir, I'm reporting as eligible. Okay? Yeah, so, whoa, 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 ref. I'm eligible. Me, number 68. Look at my jersey. Oh, the guy's getting ready for the play. It's not his responsibility to babysit the fucking official. He's got the guy's him. a grown-ass man. He should know what the yeah, fuck he's, he's doing. He's got to tell him. And Danny Campbell said he went over the play with him before the game. Well, maybe he should have went over a little better. Maybe he didn't explain it as well. Maybe that's on Dan Campbell. Oh, my God. Well, maybe it's why are you? Why are you? Why are you meat-riding the officials right now? I'm not. I'm just saying they the got to do a better job. They got to do a better job. You can say that the Cowboys should have won the game, but also say that was an egregious call. Because like you said, I'm there was still time for them to go kick a field goal. That's true. I mean, it's, it's, a good, it's a good idea, good play call, but if you're going to do it, just got to make sure everything's done right. Rules are rules. Jesus Christ. I don't make them. Stupid. Just the Lions getting screwed over again. Lions got screwed. But hey, like you said, Glenn, 2-3 seed, whatever. They're in it, and they're going to freaking... They're and they're, they're going to lose the Rams, apparently. So... <laughs> I didn't they're say not, they're going don't, to. I don't said they think could. that can't happen. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it can. I think the Lions are good, man. I, I I really do. I think they're really good. They are. I think the I think the Lions can also beat anybody in the NFC more than the Rams could. Like you tell me, if the Rams go into San Fran in the divisional round, you got to factor think. in the Lions' luck too. That's, they just have historically just like that's damn. true. Because right now the matchups would be uh, if the season ended today, the Cowboys would face the Seahawks, Rams would face the Lions, and Bucks would face the Eagles. Okay, I, oh, I can't, can't. I gotta the go. Beauty of it is we will find out, and I can't wait. Yeah, yeah we will. We will. We might as well. Uh, Go over the the last week of pigskin pickums, right? Yeah, last week. Who's in the, the lead? Oh Jesus! Uh, I think it's Craig still now. I haven't looked. I'll take hmm. a look. It's old Craig by four. Damn! By Two people four. are tied for second. Damn! Yeah, me. I'm tied with. I don't know, Jim. That's Fryer, by the way. Way it is, yeah. Damn, credit to him. That's a good one, man. Four games, <laughs> you gotta get him right. That's a fucking good one. Um, 
All right, we got some Saturday games. Wow, two really good Saturday games that mean a lot. Um, starting off, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going into Baltimore to face the Ravens. I'm going to be honest. The Steelers are going to have to win this game. And the Ravens have nothing to play for, so they shouldn't they be even... playing their their stars. Yeah. And the Steelers, this, this game means everything to them. So they got to win. I'm picking the Steelers. I'm going to pick the but Steelers, too. Don't you think the Ravens might try to poop on that parade? I mean, I'm they might. Of, I just... Yeah. If if you want to put your faith in uh, Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley, sure. No, but like it, I mean, like maybe Lamar plays the first half or something. Isn't it crazy too how uh, Malik Cunningham's on the Ravens? And a few weeks ago, he was just on the shitty ass Patriots. It's like oh. starting his starting his season on the Patriots practice squad, and all of a sudden you're the third string quarterback of the Ravens, and you. Are now uh, possibly going to go home with the Super Bowl ring. It's funny how that works. It is crazy. Um, Saturday night, the Texans face the Colts, and this is the game that you said winning they're in. That's what I heard from Haley's brother-in-law. Well, Haley's brother-in-law, I trust you, and I'm picking the Texans. Honestly, I look at the Colts. I don't know how they're a playoff team. I really don't. Gardner Minshew's been Colts? slinging it. No clue. He really, he, be... really ha- he really hasn't, oh. though. He really <laughs> hasn't because I'm a Josh Downs owner, and every time I watch them on offense, it is painful, and it kills me inside. It was so Zach Moss earlier in the year. I, it must have been. But the Texans, I, I got to put my faith in C.J. Stroud and uh, D'Amico Ryans, and I, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to pull out. Uh, this is going to be a early Stroud legacy game. Against the Colts, division rival Colts. I think they win as well. Yeah, I got Mason? the Texans too. Texans? Yes, sir. Moving on to Sunday. Oh, you got to play the music. Oh, yeah. What the fuck am I, I just doing? That. Moving on go. to Sunday, the Cleveland Browns are heading to the playoffs. And uh, Joe Flacco might be elite. You mean Super Bowl winning Joe Flacco? I mean January Joe, and I oh. just kept. I just checked the calendar, Susan. It's fucking January, so Happy New Uh-oh. Year, Cleveland. Give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. Browns. The Minnesota Vikings are seven and nine. I don't know who their quarterback is. The Lions <laughs> probably shouldn't be playing any starters because they have officially locked in the three seed. Uh, give me the I'll Lions. Give it the Lions. At home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, give me the Lions. Jesus Christ. Release the Lions. Jacksonville is 9-7, and seven, and they're going to Tennessee to face the Titans. Trevor Lawrence should be playing because their playoff hopes are on the line as well. Give me the Jags. No? Jags. 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 Jags, yeah. Right, I was right, waiting for right. Sousa to go. Sorry. We were, we were playing. We were playing polite chicken. I was saying gotcha. in my head, it was like, you go. I thought your mic's cut out, and yeah. I was like, uh, guys. <laughs> um, the New York Jets are 6-10, and 10, and the New England Patriots are 4-12. and 12. Patriots trying to fight for that uh, better pick. I think they're going to win against the Jets at home. Finish so do I, because they don't even know how to lose properly. So they're going to win. <laughs> I'm picking the Patriots. Yep, I agree. Drake, Drake May season. 
The Atlanta Michael Falcons. Nah, he, he ain't going before Drake May. The Atlanta Falcons are seven and nine, and the Saints are eight and eight. And I don't think either of these teams. Oh yeah, is this for the division title? If the Bucks lose, I believe so. I'll give me the Saints at home. Falcons don't stand a chance. Sorry. I'm taking the Falcons. Juwan Johnson's back. He's elite. Uh, (laughs) That's the reason. (laughs) The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 8-8. They're going to Carolina. And Carolina has cemented themselves with not the number one pick because they traded away to the Bears. So the Bears have it. A fucking dumbass franchise, bro. Give me the the Bucs on the road. Bucs. The Chicago Bears are playing good football as of late, and they're going to Green Bay to face the Packers. Um, are the Packers fighting for a playoff spot? Packers are a win-and-in situation, I believe. Oh, mm. shit. Give me the Bears to spoil the Packers' hopes. The Packers get their hopes spoiled in back-to-back seasons by division rivals. Remember the Lions did it last year? I'll pick the, the Packers. All right. I'm picking them, too. Let's see. The Denver Broncos are 8-8, eight and eight, and they're going to Las Vegas to face the Raiders. Raiders. Raiders at home. Antonio Pierce, interim head coach, looking to become the head coach. Finishes the season with a W. Give me the Raiders. The The Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles are now 11 and 5 going to New York to face the Giants who are 5 and 11. The Eagles win and it ain't gonna matter. Give me the Eagles. Yep, the Seattle the Seattle Seahawks are eight and eight, and they're going to Arizona to face the Cardinals. But what I saw from the Cardinals last week, they like spoiling seasons, and I think they're going to spoil the Seattle Seahawks season this week. Give me the cards at home. Give me the Seahawks. Ooh. I'll take the Seahawks too. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs are ten and six, and they're going to L.A. to face Easton Stick and the L.A. Chargers. Kansas City's winning on the road. They need some mo as they head to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Chargers blow. All right. L.A. Rams are 9-7, and seven, and they're going to San Fran to face the 49ers. But 49ers shouldn't be playing any of their starters, right? I know Christian McCaffrey's already ruled out. So can the Rams win in San Fran? Sure. Sure. But they're not gonna. 49ers. Me too. <laughs> so so let me get this straight. Come on. Let me get let me let me let me wrap my brain around this, okay? Oh, so if the 49ers are sitting their players and the Rams have something to play for. Well, they don't. They don't? I don't think so. They're already in the playoffs. They clinched. Oh, they're already clinched? Yeah. Alright, never mind then. You think they're sitting people too? Probably. Mm. Oh, you God. think they want you think they want a better matchup? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it would be a better matchup. Be going to Philly instead of Detroit. At least, at least Detroit's a dome, you know. No, they wouldn't be going to Philly. 
They either they either they either be playing Detroit or they be playing Dallas. Oh. If they win, they I mean, I think against Detroit. I personally think Detroit is an easier matchup than the Cowboys, but that's just me. Yeah. Give me the 49ers. Give me the 49ers. Rams. The Dallas. Oh. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys yeah. are 11 and 5, and they're going to Washington to face the Commanders. Dude, if the they commanders win, stink. they win the NFC, they get the two seed, and I can't believe it. But, but, this time last year, the Cowboys went to Washington and they lost to the Commanders. Can the Commanders beat them again a year later? No. 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 Cowboys got to win this game. Commanders haven't won since November 6th. And then on Rough. Sunday night, the last game of the NFL regular season, the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins for the AFC East crown and the two seed in the AFC. It's 50-50 on the pick'em. Give me the Bills. Bills. Give me the Bills. Circle the wagons for Josh Allen, my MVP. Our, um, our GOAT. Our GOAT. The official GOAT of the podcast. I'm just saying. Official GOAT of the pod. He's, it's got to be 69. Last week of the season. Love it. Oh, it's how many points have we scored in Browns and Bengals. What the? Oh, the fine print. They, they tried Ew. tricking me. Yeah, well, what the with f- that information. Instead of 69. I was just going to say nine because who's nine. playing in this game? Six. Um, Yeah, that was Pigskin Pickles. Oh, oh nice. You like that? Okay. <laughs> that was cool. Craig? Sizzling Hot Takes are brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason? Is Katie's taxi squad good? Der, baby. Sizzling Hot Takes. What about the burgers? Oh, yeah. Der. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Not compared to the taxi squad, but still. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Sizzling Hot Takes for week 18. Last week of the regular season. It comes and it goes, boys. Here we are. Um, I'll go, I guess. Jeez. You got to find a game that matters, too, I feel like. Yeah, I know, right? CJ Stroud going off 400-plus yards, five total touchdowns, a statement victory against the Colts. To propel the Texans to their playoff appearance. How many go to Noah Brown? Noah Brown? Uh, None. Yes, none. (laughs) Three to Nico Collins. Okay. Yeah, watch out for him next year. Yeah. I'll go with the Bills game. I'm going to say Dalton Kincaid Mm. is a contributing factor to their win. And he is going to have 100 Yards and a touchdown. Damn. Okay. I like it. Uh, my sizzling hot take is that not only actually no, that game doesn't matter. Never mind. The Bucks are going to steamroll the Panthers. 
and they're going into the playoffs. Um, and watch out because Baker, Baker's gonna make some noise in the playoffs. I'm just saying. And then he's gonna make some noise in this game too. Okay. okay. Even though Carolina's pass defense has been good all all year, Baker Mayfield is gonna throw for four touchdowns. Mm. Two to Mike Evans. Two to Chris Godwin. I like that. That was sizzling hot takes brought to you by Dur Burgers. Souza, are the burgers good? Dur. Dur. Uh, gentlemen, it is week 18. Fantasy is officially over, which means Everyone we take just a have. Deep breath. Take a let it all out. I let know. the let the regret go. Maybe unless you're Mason. Uh, well, <laughs> because that's the beauty of it. Not that I've ever experienced it, but I can imagine the beauty yeah. of winning is no matter what happened that year, doesn't matter. I saw. Did I make a bad pickup? Did I make a bad trade? Doesn't matter. I saw a meme, and it was the the most relatable, perfect meme I've ever seen, and it is. The caption is, when you spent your last six months um, being obsessed with fantasy football, and now you can finally rest, and it's Thanos watching the sunset as he's sitting down. <laughs> over the thing. I saw that, but for, for a champion. not That's what I meant, yeah, when yeah, you're a yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, or when you avoid the toilet bowl. I felt yeah. like Thanos. <laughs> I woke up New Year's Day. I was just like, Dude. Oh. I know, man. I... When when I beat Craig in the toilet, it came down to like a Najee Harris, like 20 yard touchdown run. I, I've never was I've never been so happy for a given play. <laughs> it, it it really is a lot to avoid the toilet. It's um, just oh. but yeah, but now I think of like all the time in between now in our next draft. Yeah. Like, we gotta go through winter, then mm. we gotta go through all the summer and all those holidays. Mm. Birthdays, Glenn, you're going to be almost 60 this year before uh, be- before uh, we draft. I'm going to be 29 this year. How about you, Mason? How you think I feel? I've already got Holy my walker. I, I meet up with I meet up with my friends from the home to play pickleball on uh, on Thursdays. You know? Yeah, this is a big year. So. That's huge. But, um. Uh, Reflecting back on the fantasy season and what's going to happen, I think um, next week will be the end of uh, the regular season. We can do our playoff previews. When do we do our stellar awards? Is it next week? I think usually, yeah. Probably. Probably. Um, we'll do that. We can, yeah, we'll, we'll do stellar awards next week, do our playoff predictions, and then uh, we'll take a few weeks off before the Super Bowl, preview them. And then um, that'll be it for the season. And crazy. If you, like if, that, you have, if you were to describe, if you were to describe the 2023 fantasy football season in a, in a word or a phrase, how would you describe it, Sousa? Um. It's tough to draft a quarterback. That's what I'd say. It's it's tough to draft a quarterback. Was that bad? 
I wanted I, I want to point I want to highlight just how many quarterbacks got hurt this year. I feel like there were a lot of injuries, mostly to quarterbacks. There's a ton of of good players, uh, good quarterbacks on IR, whether they started there, like Mister Rogers, or maybe they finished there, like Justin Herbert, or everyone in between, like Burrow and Kirk Cousins, and just that's just that's, the name that's of actually few. true. Anthony Richardson. Yeah, it show. I saw something. Um, I don't know if it was the whole league or just the AFC. It might have been or just the NFC, but it showed like I think it was the NFC. It showed the uh, all the sixteen teams and just how many were backups. And it was like four. There's like four starters. The rest were all. I think, I think it's the crazy. AFC. Was the AFC? Yeah, yeah. It, it's been nuts. Injuries are always a problem, but when it affects when it affects quarterbacks and especially stud quarterbacks who have stud receivers. It's like a ripple effect. Right. I mean, we see Chase, his production, and, and there's no, like, next man up that you're like, oh, I got the handcuff for Joe Burrow, like you might right. for a running back. It's just bad all around. Just um, a so- bad year for injuries in general, I feel. Quarterback was very bad, but just even throughout the season, like week one, J.K. Dobbins, Nick Chubb, both done, just like that. You know what I mean? And then even throughout the year, uh, you know, you had Mark Andrews uh, out for the season. Um, you know, uh, HN missed some time. Kyron was on IR. Jefferson was on yeah. IR. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle was injured a lot of the season. Cooper Cup was injured oh, yeah. a lot of the season. It, there was there was a Keaton lot. Keenan Allen, right at the worst yeah. time. Yeah, literally. Uh, you know, I mean, there. This was a bad year for injuries. You know, kind of said it was. Sad, but I also feel like we say that all the time. Is it I do? Yeah, is it and, worse and, than years past, or is it just staying bad every year? QB was definitely worse. Hundred QB. This is the worst like QB 100%. year I've ever seen in my whole life. I I can't ever remember a year where this many impactful quarterbacks have gotten injured, and like the top quarterbacks, <laughs> like guys you would be drafting in the first five rounds, probably. So, um, I was watching. The, Thing I wore a short clip. I don't know if it was Instagram or but Matthew Barry, and they asked they asked him what makes a championship team, and he said the number one thing was health. You guys agree with that? Yeah, I would. The number I think, one. Yes, so yeah. I think even though obviously I had Jefferson go out and I had Kyron go out, I had depth that was able to step in and back it up. But more importantly, for the majority of the time. My my Josh Allen is healthy all year long. Um, Devonta Smith is healthy all year long. Sam Laporta all year healthy. Zay, uh, Puka all healthy all year. James Cook. So really, it was only Kyron Williams and Justin Jefferson that got hurt on my team. Whereas I feel like a lot of other and people, then, you know, throughout our league, lost significant pieces. You know, but then even even come playoff time, everyone was healthy for you. Like they came back. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, like we're in Sousa's case, losing Herbert and Allen. Like, up until that point, he was healthy all year long, too. Yeah. Right before the playoffs, bam. You lose that one, two punch that got you majority of your points where you were there. Right. So, not only throughout the season to get to the playoffs, I think, like, you can get by with having a, a, a good team or a decent team to get you to the playoffs. But I think winning a championship, your guys do need to stay healthy, like your key guys. Yeah. For sure. And uh, I think that's what Barry was talking about. Mason, I mean, look what more... happened. 
Oh, it was real quick. Look oh, what happened to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill carried yeah. people all the way to the championship, and then the last two weeks he's been banged up, you know? Right. And right. I mean, like, like my team and Jim and Skip, like, obviously my team was good around him, but Tyreek Hill was the centerpiece of my team. And a lot of weeks I blew people out, and games weren't competitive because he was just putting up absurd numbers. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then for him to kind of just drop away for a lot of people's teams, I'm sure hurt quite a bit, you know? It's true. Um, one word or phrase to wrap up 2023 fantasy season, Mason. Um, I got to say it might be a little horny, but I got to say it was stellar. Uh, it was stellar. You know, um, just to just to get real for a second, this is like at the tail end of the podcast. I know a, lot, a shit ton of people are listening right now, but my personal life, this is this is a tough year for me. You know what I mean? Like I had had a lot of stuff happen, um, you know, in my personal life that this year was, this year was a struggle. I'll be honest. And I was ready for 2023 to be over and just winning the championship on new year's Eve felt like a perfect, you know, punctuation, like an exclamation mark on the year. And kind of like as, as corny as it sounds like put me kind of like, moving toward like on the right foot going into into 2024 yeah, good vibes ahead yeah you know what i mean and i it just it felt good to end on that note after how hard this year has been um you know and i'm just also i'm also proud of the fact that you know i told you guys last year when i won the toilet for the fifth time i said i, I don't want to do this again and it's you know, true. I really, I really, this is the first year, you know, I've talked about it in the past and I, I, I did invest in the league, but this is the first year that I really put my heart and soul into this league and it, and it paid off and it, it feels good. You know what I mean? Um, I just, it, it feels, it just feels incredibly rewarding to know that I really did succeed at something that I put my mind into, you know, did yep. the damn thing. I, I mean, grave um, that trophy for you. It's got to pry it from Jake Aronson's hands. Ben's <laughs> already working on today. it. I was telling Mason before the part started. I uh, texted Jake Aronson. I texted him, "Hey, champ," with an asterisk next to champ, and I said, <laughs> um, "So, when do you think I can get that trophy from you?" And he said, "You know, he's Poor in guy. the area here and there." And he said, uh, "He said, when do you need it?" But I said, "As soon as possible." And he said, "Oh, he said you doing the championship ceremony, the draft next year?" I said, "No." So I'm going to give it to Mason as soon as I can. And he was like, that's the way to do it. He, he was like, that's fucked up. He said, I didn't get it to the draft. I said, you take it up with the old commission. I said, all my champions get the trophy right away. It's like the um, last couple of years, they didn't get it until like, I don't think Craig got his trophy until during that season, like the next right. season. He yeah. had it for like I a mean, month. Come, come on. Like when, um, like when you win it, you should. Have, it's like when you get the Super Bowl trophy right after you win the Super Bowl. It should be there for yours. Like, yeah. And then that yeah. way you can. Let me know when you want me to give this to Craig. No, I Please. want you to give it to me. I want you to give it to me so I can give it to Craig. All right, that's fair. That's oh, fair. yes. See, glad I told you. It was it was destiny. It was fate that you had to be the one, and the only way you could give it to him is by getting there. As it, stressful it, as that was, it feels good. <laughs> it it feels good because Craig had a really hot start in this league that really pissed me off and rubbed some people the wrong way, and now it is. Uh, we're not going to say it's negated because I know how people feel about that. 
but this is this is nice. It's it's hey, the just desserts. I just want to say I know no one's talked about it in regards to me, and I know everyone's brought it up to bust Craig's balls, which I think is infinitely hilarious. By the way, uh, first of all, hold on before you talk about that. Can we talk about Zach in the chat? He he texted me separately. He's like, "How mad do you think Craig is right now?" And I <laughs> said, "Oh, he is absolutely livid that you are talking in this fancy chat." Uh, but go ahead, uh, Mason. No, I was gonna say, I I think in regards to the, you know, I I know it's all in good fun about like the negation of trophies yeah. and shit, but at the end of the day, what I will say on it, as someone who has five toilets, but now also has a championship. My name's on the trophy, motherfucker. You can't take that away. Nothing. So it doesn't matter if you away. say if you say in principle negates it, that's fine. That's your opinion. But my name's still on the fucking trophy. So whatever. And hundred percent true. Definitely. Can't take it away. Yep. Can't take it away. And then I had to uh Craig said he had four trophies, and I was like, fuck, that means Mason has six. <laughs> I saw that. I don't know why he uh, keeps like saying that. <laughs> four trophies. Yeah, I'm like, because uh, he's trying to justify it to himself. I must yeah. be. I told you, remember when I told you last year you go through the, the stages of grief as a yes. Bowl winner? Craig's in the denial phase. Oh man. Yeah, and then I, I had time the other day, so I was I was cooking with the meme. I was like, six trophies. I said, That's like Michael. And I had to do the toilets and then the one ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, good man. 2023 in fantasy <laughs> one phrase to say it eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i gotta say <laughs> i i feel like for me personally last year fantasy was worse i i, I gotta say this year and and this is kind of the opposite of of mason this has really been the first year where I haven't been as involved as fantasy as I normally am, especially in the Westport League. I made one trade this year for a defense early in the season. Normally, I, I'm leading the league in trades or, or close to it. And I just felt like I trusted my team all year, and I kind of got overshadowed in hindsight of how my team looked on paper and what their potential was. And the problem is they would show it for one week and drop 130 points, and I'd be like, Let's go. I never won back-to-back games this season. I won <laughs> that. Really? That's tough. Not one time. Not even in the playoffs. I won, then I lost, and I won. In the Constellation line. I'm going to bring up your schedule. Kind of crazy. So, I um, <laughs> But last year I felt like it was a lot worse because I felt like I tried harder, and my team sucked more the harder I tried. This year, I kind of just accepted my team, and then they went out there and then didn't before, and some bad luck here and there. But last year was definitely, I think, a worse year for me. Um, albeit I wasn't in the toilet last year, but that's neither here nor there. It looks like you yeah. had one consecutive uh, two-game streak. I did? It, you you beat Fryer the last week, and then you beat Craig. Oh, okay, round. okay, okay. There we <laughs> go. I, I, had, I had one one win streak. Just games. barely. Just barely. But, yeah, that's how it was. And I I remember saying, like, throughout the season, like, week six, I'm like, all right, string some wins together. Then I love it. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. But, yeah, uh, 2023 as a whole for me, fantasy, yeah. This next Just year. Just got to get them next year. <laughs> so, um, gentlemen, thank you for a year of great fantasy play, a year of podcasting. And a year of uh, some entertaining conversations. 
I love this podcast, yeah, and I always look forward to doing it with you guys. Damn straight. And Hell yeah, man. We will prepare for our Stellar Awards show next week. If yep, you have been tux. listening all year, we appreciate you. We love you. And keep on keeping on. Oh, uh, good. yeah. Well, the we're doing polls, right? We usually do polls. Yeah, the, on, on uh, x.com. <clears throat> Formerly known as Twitter. So, so uh, scandalous. So I have to you have to put the formally known as after yeah. x.com. X.com. Formerly known as Twitter. Formerly known as Twitter. Right. So uh all right. Congratulations, Mason, once again. Congratulations, thank you, thank Mason. You. And guys. Congratulations, Glenn. Congratulations, oh. Glenn. Congratulations to everyone. They're both Besides equal Craig. worthy of celebration here. So uh, uh yeah it was, it was like i said i i was happy for you winning mason but uh when i won too it felt like like it didn't feel like i won anything but like i said the, the weight i've never felt that before like it was the just, burden i was just like i like i felt like i could breathe after i'm like wow i don't gotta worry about this shit till september next year mm-hmm. let's go all right um That'll do you. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.